can you help me understand what who, who the nation of Israel is right now? Because I know the, you know those that are in Israel that accept Christ are part of the church, right? right? So when the Bible refers, or when you refer to the nation of Israel, who is that? The Old Testament? No. No, they're going to be, what they're going to be is, and and, in one sense, in one sense that's true because there were multitudes uh, back then, and even what we have to look at, we have to go back further then, then when Christ was there and, and the Pharisees were rejecting him at that particular time, we have to go back further because there were, there were multitudes that were looking as their faith looked forward to the cross, having to do with the types and the sacrifices. There'd, there'd be, there would be multitudes of those that would be, uh, obviously, that would be with Christ. And they'll be part of the ones that, obviously, in Revelations 1, <clears throat> verse 7, where it says, Behold, he comes with the clouds. They'll be part of that, that are coming back, with those that are the church. And there's, there's a difference with these things. But as far as who Israel is now, okay, the state of Israel what they are is those that receive Christ now, they become a part of the body of Christ. So Acts chapter 2 is still going on right now. He's still forming the body of Christ. And when that is complete, so from Acts the second chapter to the rapture, the rapture being brought out in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52, and in Revelations 4, verse 1. Up until that time, that is the church. So there are, are, right now, there are those that are in, in heaven now with Christ that were the so called, they were called the Old Testament saints because their faith looked forward, okay? that they're with him. And then there are multitudes right now from Acts, the second chapter, from that time that went home to be with the Lord. You can see that in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. There'll be a multitudes of those that have gone home to be with the Lord that are a part of the church. So the answer to who Israel is right now, okay, who they are right now, the only thing that they could be right now, and what we when we think of Israel, so if we go back to when they actually became a recognized state, the state of Israel, which was in May 17, 1948, under the true uh, Harry S. Truman administration when they went back to Israel and they ran up the flag of David, the star of David, the flag of Israel, from that time till now, and they've had a lot of conflicts in between that, 
from from uh, from now uh, from then till till up to this present time that has been that God has allowed has been a work of man See, they they want to set up the kingdom of Israel they want to that they want to do that but they're doing it and obviously in, in a work of the flesh or fallen unsaved state they're doing that without Christ. So all that they can be, all anyone can be right now, since this is Acts, the second chapter. And so what we have to look at, when we look at Acts, the second chapter, when the church actually began, some again will say, no, the church began in Acts, the ninth chapter. Some say the 13th, some say the 22nd, some say the 26th chapter of Acts. It began in Acts. The church began, okay, with Jews that heard the language of salvation about Christ. They were Jews that all heard it in the particular languages where they were scattered throughout the world. And that's why that explains, again, we said the other day, that explains Romans, the 11th chapter, when, when the Gentiles are grafted in they don't become part of Israel. That is explaining the church who they are. That's what that's explaining and understanding these particular verses uh, in, in those uh, chapters, specifically Romans, the 11th chapter, and understanding it with Acts, the second chapter. That does away with a lot of misunderstanding. So it, all Israel is, is, yeah, they're a country. God has allowed that. He's allowed it, but what God allows that man tries to do without him, does it last? And it never does. And of course, this it won't in Israel's case. That's what we're starting to see. And as we said, what's going on in Israel at this particular time, we're watching prophecy come to fruition. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it. And this is Matthew, the 24th chapter. This is the beginning of sorrows. We are literally, we're part of that generation that's seeing the beginning of sorrows. So all that Israel is right now is a work of the flesh. God allowing it. God allowing it. There's no question about that. But that's when, when and again, prophecy that we've been talking about and, and has been put up on the website, but also in 2 Peter 1, 19-21, that explains that we have a more certain word of prophecy, where it says we have a more sure word of prophecy in the King James translation. Really, the Greek is we have a more certain word of prophecy, you know, because we have Christ. He is, he's the day that's dawned on us, and he's lighting us up until that day that we see him face to face. But for now, that's what Israel is. They're just, they're just trying to do something from, from their whole time from their whole time. And we have to go way back. We have to go way back to Exodus 19 and verse 8 and Exodus 24 and verse 3. When they were taken out, and they were taken out, and we see that, we see that in Exodus the 12th chapter with the Passover in Exodus 12, 1 to 13. We see it in, in, in the Red Sea in Exodus the 14th chapter. And we understand these truths from the fact that we see in the types that the Passover, 
and the Red Sea are a type of Christ dying for us. Okay? Now, he, he, through Moses as the type of Christ, as the type of it, he led them out of the captivity of the bondage of Egypt for over 400 years. Now, once they're out and they're in the wilderness, they say, they say to Moses so he could tell God, tell us what to do and we'll do it. Exodus 19 and verse 8, Exodus 24 and verse 3. Tell us what to do and we'll do it. Well, they're still trying to do that. But while they're trying to do that this whole time, without Christ, who do they operate on? So for us, experientially, now positionally, we're in Christ, but when we function apart from him, who's, who's the operating principle in our experience? Same one that actuates to this day Israel and anyone that acts in disobedience. It's the enemy, Satan. And, and so... The answer is Israel, who, who's Israel right now? That's what Paul said when he said in Galatians 6.16, he's talking about true Israel. The true Israel will be those that in Revelations 1 and verse 7, it says, behold, he comes with the clouds. Again, the clouds there are a, a multitude of those that are the church that have been raptured that were coming, were coming back with him. Then there's all the Old Testament saints prior to all those that, that uh, were in way back in the Old Testament. They're all coming back. And, we're, and, and of course, us, the church, are coming back with him, those that have been raptured off the earth. That's when Christ comes back and he deals with uh, Israel first. Where it says, and he behold in Revelations 1 7, behold, he comes with the clouds, and every eye will see him, and they which also pierced him. And that's Israel who gave them over as a nation. They gave him over. They rejected him in John 1 11. They gave him over to the Roman government to murder him, crucify him. <clears throat> so that that's how Israel, to this day, they're, who are they, what are they doing? What is Israel doing right now? They're waiting for. For their Messiah, who they think hasn't come yet, when he actually did, and they rejected him. So that's who Israel is right now, other than those that, that's why I said, you know, I'm praying for Benjamin Netanyahu, I'm praying for all these others, that they recognize and receive Christ as their Savior, as their Messiah, as the Savior, but as their Savior. So at that point, who do they become? What is the only thing that God is doing right now on the earth since Christ has been crucified? Finished the work, went up to heaven, and sent the Holy Spirit down in Acts, the second chapter, fulfilling John, the 14th chapter, verses 16 and 17, fulfilling those. What is he doing right now? The only thing he's doing is forming the church. That's it. So who is Israel right now? They're just unbelievers, unbelievers and a rebellious uh, uh, nation until Christ comes back and establishes his kingdom. That's why the synoptic gospels is where you have a lot of trouble when you mix the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and even parts of John and bring them over into church and then into church truth. You mix it because that's 
Matthew, Mark, and Luke are kingdom teaching. He was teaching his Jewish disciples. And that prayer was Matthew 6, 10. Pray, your will be done on earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it what? As it is where? Okay, so in heaven, is God ruling in the heavens? Yes. He's ruling in us, heavenly people. While we're still even on this earth. But is he, is he ruling on the earth? Does Christ come back yet to rule and set up his kingdom? And he hasn't. So the answer to that is, who, who is Israel? It just, they're, they're unbelievers, right? They're unbelievers. And, and, but again, that's why the, the, what's going on in Israel with prophecy, again, just going, to it, going into it early this morning deeply, but that's just, that is just their opportunity. There is such opportunity for them to receive Christ. What the enemy's meaning for evil against them and utter hatred. And we said this recently, the two, and I posted it uh, online, uh, on the public online uh, feed on Facebook, that the two most hated people groups on all the earth are Jews and Christians. Jews, because, because of, of God the Father, they're God the Father's people, and that's where Jesus will rule and reign over them during millennial reign. And heavenly people, uh, us, the church, Christians, hated, hated. And, and two distinct people groups, yes, without a doubt, which, again, the millennial reign brings out. You know, we rule and reign with him over, over Jerusalem and, and, and him and us <clears throat> over Jerusalem, reigning over all the nations. And so this goes into a lot of, of uh, different teachings. So does that help explain? Like, so that's what, that's what, that's the nation of Israel. Yeah, they're still there. Surrounded by 21 Arab nations. Israel, the size of the state of New Jersey. How could they even survive this long? Well, because God, the way that, that we know him in Christ, the way that we know God in Christ as heavenly people, people like it or not are going to know him on the earth. Because <laughs> prophecy deals with judgment, judgment, getting the earth ready for God to be known in a way that he hasn't been but will be. And then the other question is still, the second question, are they so attacked because they are God's earthly people or is it more yeah, no, they, 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 so the whole point of it, the whole point of the enemy is, what does he want to do? The whole point of it is, he, he wants to, in Isaiah 14, 7, uh, around 9, I should say, 9 to 17 and 18 down through, based upon Ezekiel 28, verse 15, he was, he was complete in all his ways in terms of obedience and receiving the pre-incarnate Christ, who was his creator in John 1, 3, and Colossians 1 and verse 16. He was, he was complete in all his ways till iniquity was found in him. And so for, for him, he said he wants to be like the Most High. He, he wants to put his throne above the stars of God. He wants to, so to be like him, what do you have to do? He wants, he, he wants to get rid of him. 
himself, for him to rule and reign, for him to rule and reign, which is his ridiculousness, like with all these attacks, with these all these different people groups that have hated Israel, is is what for for him to reign and God not to be known. So again, you know, this is all this is all what this is is going on. That's why for now, that's why Jesus said in John twelve thirty one and fourteen thirty, he's the He's the prince of this world system right now through usurping God allowing it. God allowing it for the lie, Satan, the lie, and father of all lies in John 8, 44, to have its full effect and then to be dealt with completely because he will have an end. Matthew 12, uh, 25 to 30. And Mark, the third chapter, and Luke 11, 17 down through all reveal that Satan's kingdom is his, is when it's divided, the reason that Satan's kingdom is divided is because he's against himself. <laughs> so he acts in self-hatred against himself and that hatred against God. And that's why it's called insanity. Satan is, he's insane with the evil genius and hatred towards God. So, so we see that very, very clearly. And so we, we see that that's why he, he hates the Jews. Why? Because they were chosen by God to be a client nation that would make himself known on the earth. And they're hated because of that. Now, will that happen? Yes, it will happen. It will happen. We see partially it happening happening in Revelations the eleventh chapter, where there's the hundred and forty-four thousand that go around at that time during the tribulation period, preaching and teaching Christ, and that's twelve thousand out of each twelve tribes, the fullness. But ultimately, it, it will it will be done during the millennial reign, but that's only when Christ comes back. And that's when we come back. And that's why for us, Israel's enemies, who were they? They were all humans, weren't they? Actuated by, by Satan, earthly, see people on the earth, hatred towards Israel that we're seeing right now with Hamas and Hezbollah, with, I, with Iran behind it. And of course, we know Iran doesn't do a, is not doing a single thing without Russia and without China. And, and of course, those three nations have come right out together and said they're together. Uh, so, and that's their earthly. That's why for us, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood in, in Ephesians 6, 12. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rules of the darkness of this particular age, against spiritual wickedness in the heights. So our enemy are, hev are heavenly, evil, a a demonic, fallen angels that come against us. Satan's, uh, his vast, invisible, in invisible army of these demons that come against us in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10. Uh, to 17. They're the ones 
And that's why when you look at the book of Ephesians, to understand us, to gather the types, our, have, our enemy is heavenly. Israel's were all what? In Joshua, they were all what? Earthly people groups actuated by these, these demons. So that's why, it, that's why they're hated and, and they want to be exterminated. The whole thing of Hamas and Hezbollah fueled by Iran, and by the way, and again, some think that in, in Israel right now, it's this Jewish and, and Palestine issue. It's not. It's a whole, the whole Arab 21 nations. And that, has to, that goes all the way back to Genesis, the 16th chapter and the 12th verse, because Ishmael, which was a product of Abraham, what he tried to perform apart from God, the promised child, which was Isaac, you know, and that's why they're called the, they're not the called the seed of Abraham. They're called the seed of Isaac. That was a work that Christ did in him, that God did in him apart from the natural. But his natural production was Ishmael. And look what it says. His hand will be against every man, especially against Israel. And that's Genesis 16 and verse 12. And that's why, that is why they're so hated. Right? And that's what they want to do. They want to have world dominion, don't they? Russia, China, Iran, the, the old Roman Empire, they want to set it up. That goes even all the way back to the Tower of Babel and Nimrod in the 10th chapter of Genesis, bringing it out in the 11th chapter. And that's when God came down and, and destroyed the Tower of Babel, and it's called Babylon, and it's confusion. And, and that's why there's all this confusion and trouble in the world system, because Satan is the prince and power of the air in Ephesians 2.2. 2. He's the god of this world in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. He's the ruler right now through usurpation, and that's what Jesus said in John 12.31 and John 14.30. And so that's why they're hated. Now, why are we hated? Remember what Jesus said. He was saying to his Jewish disciples, listen, <clears throat> they hate you. You know they hated me before in John 15 and verse 18. They kept my sayings in John 15, 25. Uh, they're going to keep yours. And that's, of course, it, it goes back to uh, they were hated without a cause. <laughs> they want, they're killing Jews now for what, for only one reason. Is that a war? Are they, is that militant? Was that what they, when they attacked just recently, was that an attack against a military? No, it was a, an attack and a hatred just because they were Jewish. They were hated because of that. That's the answer to that. And so that's what that's all, all about. And that's what's going on even at this present time. Now, it's a military issue. And this military thing and this hatred of the Jews fueled by Satan, their, their enemy, they're human, aren't they? Hamas, Hezbollah. You know, and they're all just factions of, of Iran but they're all, and fueled by them too, by the way, with Hezbollah being far more military, militarily capable, you know, and that's why obviously to some point we're standing with Israel nominally, not in a way that we didn't have people in power in, in the American government right now the way that they're doing it. Just unbelievable what's going on, but that's why those 
you know, the, those ships there are in the Gulf right now. It's to keep Hezbollah at bay. And that's just all. I mean, who's behind it? Who's behind protecting Israel in any measure right now? And of course, I mean, does it make, I mean, a country the size of the state of New Jersey still existing? How is that? God has everything to do with that. And it's all a part of getting ready for Christ to come back and set up his kingdom on the earth for that thousand year millennial reign. And of course, when that is dealt with in the last enemy in 1 Corinthians 15, 26 is death and that's dealt with. And we see that in Revelations, the 20th chapter and in, 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 uh, in those 15 verses there, then, then God will be all in all in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 28. And that's going into Revelations, the 21st chapter and the 22nd chapter. We go into the eternity of the eternities. So. It's a lot of uh, information, but that's what's going on. And, and so, and that's why they're hated. And, and that's why they're hated with their enemies that are physical. And that's why we're hated uh, Christians. Because they're the two most hated, persecuted groups on the face of the earth right now. And everything about Hamas and every single thing about Hezbollah. And e even if you look at their Koran, you will see that they are told to kill every Jew and Christian. And that's why even these Arabs and all these Arab nations that came out of Ishmael, again, back in, in Genesis 16 and verse 12, they are that they hate the Jews and the Jews, who are they called? Who is Satan telling those enemies of Israel and Christians, who are they calling, telling them to call the Jews in America, the great Satan? And they, they're hated. So, does that answer that question? Okay. Third question was when you say Israel is about to come to the earth, yep. are you referring to destruction? Everything that's gone on in them since. All the scriptures. We see all the scriptures from the time it was a nation established. And when, would, when did that happen? Okay, who was, what was going on the whole time, even after the flood, what was going on? There was still Nimrod. We'll get into that at a different time. We don't have time to get into it now. But in the 10th chapter, everything about him, Nimrod was a hunter. He was a skilled hunter. What he was, listen, was a hunter of men through strength and power. He was a hunter of men to set up his kingdom. Now, where do you suppose he was getting that from? And that was the Tower of Babel. And then, it, and then it became Babylon, confusion. And we can see all of that happening there. And not to get into that too much this morning, because that would take, that would just take many, many different kind, kinds of teaching to get into these things. <clears throat> So we can see that all the way through. So your question was? What do you mean by Israel's God's time? Yeah, that's what it is. So from that time on, from, from all the way from uh, Genesis, the fourth chapter, all the way through when he had to destroy the, uh, the earth, 
because the, uh, the thought of man was only evil continually, and that's Genesis 6, verse 5, and 8, verse 21. It was destroyed. Then even after the flood, here you have again Satan trying to set up his kingdom through Nimrod, which had to do, and he was a hunter, you know, and we know that he, he was a hunter. And and uh, he hunted men <laughs> to, to rule and reign over them. And so we see that Tower of Babel being destroyed because it was one language. And then what happened? Towards the end of that 11th chapter, who did he begin to call? Abram. And that's when he gave him those promises in Genesis, the 12th chapter, specifically those first three verses. Had to do it again in Genesis 17, 1 to 5. Again, to people a, a to call a people on the earth. So he was called out of the Ur of the Chaldeans, we see, and we see that, and his calling out of the world system, out from under Satan at that particular time to establish a Jewish people. And that's where that's where they became. And so from that point on with everything that God is doing in the, and to bring about the finality of everything, that's God's timepiece. It's the nation of Israel. So we see from that point on, from Abraham being called out of the earth of the Chaldees and then becoming Abraham and the father of many nations, see, so it was all operation, it was operation of faith, right? He's called the father of our faith. So what was that? There had to be sacrifice. You see that? You see the beginning of sacrifices. That's pointing to Christ. That's all of that is pointing to Christ. So you see the sacrifice. So his faith looked forward. His faith looked forward to, to, the, to Christ, who was the, the antitype to all the types of the sacrifices. You see that all through the scripture, so you know that's his timepiece on the earth for God's kingdom to be set up. But in the meantime, all it is, all prophecy is, what has happened to Israel as a nation since the time they rejected him continually? We look at it from Moses on. What did they do? Were they constantly, constantly have rejecting Christ? Now, there were multitudes that didn't, but there were multitudes that did. So there's prophecy. And prophecy has to do with judgment of the earth and God getting the earth ready to set up his kingdom. And to do so, he, had, he has to destroy Satan from trying to establish his kingdom on earth and his hatred toward God which it comes against the Jews and against Christians. Satan, he was booted, kicked out of heaven. Having that having been done, what does he try to set up his kingdom in his revolt on the earth? So there's a lot to fill in here with these, and they're good questions, by the way, too. But there's so much to be filled in, and that's where we need constant preaching and teaching. See? And so, does that? Yeah, it's not our last question is, 
and this might just be my the natural mind trying to comprehend God, but why does God call them his earthly people even though they rejected him all the time? Because he's talking about true Israel. Remember, Paul's prayer was always, even as, as the apostle, right, who had received the heavenly Christ to, and, and God used him through teaching to form the church, which was already began in Acts, the second chapter before Paul. And that's why the ultra-dispensationalists and the hyper-dispensationalists, they call it the Pauline doctrine, to Christ's doctrine, truth of heavenly truth that was given to Paul to be the messenger for us, the church. Right? So, the question again? Why does God call them his earthly people even though they rejected him? Because what does God God do? What does he say in Isaiah 46.10? He he declares the end from what? So can you change God's mind? Will God not establish his purpose? Will he not do so on the earth? Hasn't he already done so with us as his heavenly people through Christ? And will not he rule and reign in power on the the earth, the millennial reign of Christ on the earth? Will will he have a Jewish nation that that mourn and and come back to him full-heartedly? Absolutely. And how does God do both with ruling and reigning over true Israel, Galatians 6.16, and over us and the church? Both by who? By Jesus Christ. So this goes into a lot of, this is what is called prophetic teaching. Then there's this what is called eschatology, the, the teaching of the end times. And and uh, and you'll see this in certain men in certain certain volumes by certain men, you know that that teach these that teach these things, albeit some of them with incredible truth, but still doing it in a system. And that's why we need to be very careful and understand who we use and how we use them. So does that answer that that then? okay. So there's a lot that goes into that. A tremendous amount of, of teaching, and that's why we need to have this teaching. And that's why for us to understand, do we have a, in terms of kingdom teaching in who, uh, on earth, and who we are as God's people, there's a difference between, and that's why we don't have a Judeo-Christian heritage. And we, we do not have that. I believe that the grafting in of the church, okay, with true Israel, and, and I believe that in Romans, the 11th chapter, is because that the Jews, the beginning of the church, those that were beginning of the church was in Acts, the second chapter. They were Jews that heard the gospel in their own la- languages where they had been scattered throughout the world through persecution and all had scattered them in all these different countries and they learned the language of those particular countries where they were. Then they heard these men, these Jewish men, the disciples, 
preaching the word in languages where they were scattered, and they all heard it, but they were all Jews that were scattered. And that was the beginning of the church. And that answers a lot of, and corrects, I believe, a lot of bad teaching. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the truth on those uh, particular things. As far as, as far as uh, I can get it out, as far as, as, as far as I am and my growth and understanding these things in, in a greater uh, understanding through the light. That's what makes necessary. Psalm 36, 9, uh, uh, verse 9, with you, O God, is the fountain of life. That's Christ. And in your light, that's Christ. We will see light. And, and, uh, and of course, that's going to be true for the nation of Israel. But you you see this you see even now what's going on in Israel if that those that aren't born again and that's why I I I said you know that in in my prayers and I haven't heard back from them but I contacted them and who knows what's going on with Ben Shakia and Ramona who are over there as as Christians and set up a Christian bookstore and they've been there for over twenty five years by now and and having a heart, a call by God, you know, to, to win the Jews to Christ and to bring them into the, into the, into the church. And, uh, I contacted them. Haven't, I haven't heard anything. God knows what's, what's going on in there, you know, but you see over there in Israel, outside of those receiving Christ as a savior and being a part of the body of Christ, Ephesians 530, uh, based upon first Corinthians, uh, 12 verses 12 and 13 being members in particular in first Corinthians 12 and 27 all you see over there are two factions in Israel and both operate in unbelief the religious Jews and the secular Jews <laughs> the secular ones make it a whole political thing the religious ones are still waiting, and they don't care about. They don't care anything about God. It's just living in the uh, in Satan, loving the world. In First John two and verse fifteen, and then the religious ones still waiting for Messiah to come back, and total rejection still of Him, in their deceit. In Rome, uh, Revelation twelve nine, Satan deceiving the whole world and deceiving. Uh, the, these religious Jews continuously, like the Pharisees, still were against Christ, particularly. So that's the two factions outside of those being born again and re receiving Christ as their Savior and being a part of the church. There's only the religious. Are they deceived? Yeah. And the secular, are they deceived? And that's what's going on. That's Israel right now. And there are multitudes there, even. It, it, to them, it's a religious war. They think that. And secular, you know, they're just, they hate us. And they shouldn't be hating us. We just want to, we're Jews and we want to be here and, and have a world, you know? And you see it. You see it over there. And that, those are the two factions outside of those that, are, that do receive Christ. And that's why my prayers, my personal prayers are that, not that they would, receive Christ, that they would recognize that Christ was the Messiah. 
and they rejected him. But now they can still, those that are still alive can still receive him now. That's a great opportunity right now. So I pray. I'll tell you, the one, the man that I'm praying for more than any other man on the planet right now is Benjamin Netanyahu. I I am. Of course, and and of course, am am I praying for God and for God to get in a, a president that's at least talks about God, you know, and the three that I can see is, is, I believe, is Trump and Pence and DeSantis. But, and I, and I am all for the church, but will God, and I love President Trump, and, you know, and I do, and I believe, I hope, and I believe he's born again. I at least say, I think he is, and hope the best. But will he ever make, will he make America great again? Never. The only thing that God is doing right now is forming the church. That's all he's doing right now. That's it. And prophecy. So what is going on, the two things on the earth right now? We, and that explains 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. There's prophecy. That's what's going on, getting the earth ready for judgment when Christ ultimately comes back and we come back with him, and he's forming the church. Then the church will be raptured off the earth. There's absolutely no question about that. Then the seven-year tribulation will begin when Satan comes down on the earth. And in the deception, the first three and a half years of the tribulation seem like it's all peaceful and nice. The second half of that uh, tribulation period, those three and a half years, if you add up all the wars and all the murders and anything that ever happened, will pale in comparison to that last three and a half years. And of course, that goes into the 21 judgments, the bold judgments, and that goes into Revelations, the sixth chapter, through to the 18th chapter. That explains the seven-year tribulation period. And while that's going on, of course, we were having the honeymoon, and we see that in Revelations, the 19th chapter, uh, verses 7 and verses 9. We see that, that that's going on, that we were uh, having a honeymoon, but then we come back with him. And that's um, uh, Revelations 19. 11 to 16, we come back with him. So that's what we have this morning.